Have you ever noticed how two people can be exposed to the same environment and yet the outcome of their lives be completely different and sometimes opposite? Yeah, how, how two people can come from the same family, raised by the same parents in the same home, exposed to the same kind of experiences and yet turn out differently. Or two people receive the same training, the same information, get the same education, maybe even from the same schools, and yet the outcome of their career, completely different. Yeah, we see this. We see this in our families. And maybe you've seen it in your family and you see the difference in between you and your brother, you and your sister, between siblings, or, or it could be that you've had this experience in the sports world, on a team. The same coach, same training, run the same plays, go through the same practices, week in and week out, and yet the players respond to it very differently. And we certainly see this in the education system. Now, as a pastor, I see this phenomenon happening in the setting of the church all the time. Yeah, it has a spiritual context as well. For instance, two people attend the same church, they hear the same sermon about the same topic, time and time and time again, they have the same spiritual experience, sing the same songs, I mean, have this, go to the same events, and all of those things, they have a shared experience. Yet one of them is passionate, excited about following Jesus and does so with commitment and faithfulness. While the other one, same environment, same spiritual experience. It's like they're like, I, I don't really get it. And to be honest, I, I really don't care. Now, in the first century, Jesus told a story, a parable, that helps us understand one of the big reasons why we experience this, one of the big reasons why this happens. It has everything to do with how we receive and apply his teachings. How we hear, receive, and then apply God's word. And this is gonna require a good old-fashioned dose of self-awareness something that is often very challenging for me and you and all of us as human beings to be able to look in the mirror and honestly see ourselves and understand what it is we're seeing and what our challenges are. So my prayer over the next few moments as we dive into this story that Jesus told is that we will have clarity as we look into the mirror, maybe some self-discovery, but certainly some self-awareness about how we hear and how we receive, and ultimately how we apply his teachings, Jesus' teachings, and the word of God. Now, this story uh, has an agricultural bent to it, an agricultural context, as many of Jesus' parables did, because that was their predominant culture back then, was agriculture. And so, you and I still understand that today, whether or not our day jobs involve farming or the agricultural industry. It still makes sense for us today. Now, this is one of those parables, and not all of the parables are like this, but this is one of the parables that after telling the story, after telling the parable, Jesus kind of gives some explanation on the back end to help people understand and kind of get some footing on how to apply this in their lives. So this, this is fascinating stuff, and so let's just dive in. Matthew records it. Here's the story that Jesus told. He said, listen, 
A farmer went out to plant some seeds, and as he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, or where people walk, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rocks, so very shallow. There's rocks underneath, rocky soil. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. Since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. All of us understand what that looks like. We've seen the briars and thorns. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil. This is good soil. And they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. So this last Example is what you want, what should happen, what you hope happens. And so here we go. Jesus is telling a story that involves a farmer planting seed and there are four different kinds of soil and the four different kinds of soil that the seeds fall onto represent four different outcomes. Now, again, this is one of those parables that Jesus teased out a little bit and he circled back around and explained a little bit more. For instance, in his explanation, he begins by helping people understand that the seed in this story represents the word of God, represents his word, more specifically, his teachings, the things he was teaching. And the soil represents the hearts and the minds of people like me and you, in how we hear the word of God, how we hear his teachings, and how we receive those things. How the soil of our lives receives the seed of his teachings and his word. So he explains what he just said a little bit further. Jesus said the seed that fell on the footpath where people walk represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and they don't understand it. Then the evil one, which we would refer to as Satan, comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message, hear Jesus' teachings, and they immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long, they fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted, for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and then produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. So there we have four different soils and four different responses. Again, one more time. This story ultimately is about how you and I, people, us, human beings, hear and receive the truth. Jesus' teachings, or you could say the word of God. So I, I want you for the next few moments that we have together to think of, think of the sermons that you hear. Think of the Bible verses that you hear or read. Think about the 
spiritual truth and principles that you know come from Jesus, that you know come from the word of God, think of how you typically respond. And again, this is gonna be a bit of self-discovery and hopefully some self-awareness. So let's break this down. Let's look at these four different soils as we think about, okay, which of these best describes how I typically respond to the challenging teachings of Jesus, the challenging truth and the principles of God's word? Because that's what this is about, and that's why Jesus was telling the story. The first, the first soil was the soil the seed that fell on the footpath where people walk. And Jesus described this. This is basically people who are very resistant, very resistant to, to the teachings of God's word. They, they look and they're like, I don't understand that. And I, I'm not even sure if I need it. And, and Jesus said the, the evil one, that, that Satan is involved in this part of the process and it probably a lot of deceiving there and, and, and getting people to kind of miss the point. And in fact, it's like our attitude that would just say, I don't need this. I, I don't need this. I hear what you're saying, preacher. I, 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 know, I know this is in the Bible. I know this is what Jesus said, but I don't, I don't think I need it. I mean, I don't understand why that that's something I should care about. So that, that's one response. And I wonder all too often how that may describe your response. Now, you may not come right out and say that. But you hear a sermon and you see what Jesus said, and you go, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need that. Second soil, the rocky soil. These people are opportunists, spiritually speaking, spiritual opportunists, and kind of like fair weather fans. Fair weather sports fans are sports fans that they're, they're all in it for the team as long as their team is winning, but as soon as their team goes through a difficult patch, you know, a losing streak, then you can't find them anywhere and they don't, you know, they don't wear the shirts and the jerseys and the hats. But as soon as they start winning again, oh yeah, that's my team, that's my team. They're fair weather fans. And so spiritually speaking, you know, the spiritual opportunists are kind of like this rocky soil. They're good until the going gets tough. And when the going gets tough, their attitude is more like, yeah, this is not working for me. I mean, I was all excited for it when it was working for me, but it's not working for me. As a pastor, I see this all the time. People get so excited and they go to church and they get in a group and they start giving and they start serving and all that because things are going good. And as soon as things start going sideways in their life and things aren't working out the way they want, then they just, where are they? They're gone and they quit. They say, yeah, this is, and they may not right, come right out and say it. Maybe you wouldn't come right out and say it, but I wonder how many times your response is like, yeah, this is just not, it's not working for me. It's, it's too hard. This teachings of Jesus, it's, it's too unrealistic. It's just not worth it. Third soil. Again, think of yourself. The soil with the seeds that fell among thorns. These are people who are very distracted in life. They have good intentions. They really do, but let's be honest, they got a lot going on. It's the attitude that just says, you know what? I've got so much going on. I, I, I want to, yeah, I want to, but this is just not a good time. I, I hear what you're saying, 
pastor, yep, and I, and I get this, and I mean to, and I want to, and I aim to, and I intend to, but this is just not a good time for me right now. I'm, this is just not a good season. Maybe at another season, when things settle down a little bit, yeah, then, then, we'll, then we'll get into church. Yeah, then, then, we'll, then we'll get in a group. Yeah, yeah, then we'll, we'll start giving. Yeah, 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 but this is just not a good season right now. This is just this stage of life we're in, you know, with the kids, and, you know, they got, we got the games, and we, we got the dance, and we got all this other stuff, and we got... We got this and that. You know what I'm talking about, preacher. You, you're on this stage of life that we're in. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good. I hear what you're saying. And it's awesome, but nah, it's just not. It's just, we just got just gotta go a lot, a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? Maybe later. Maybe later. In fact, I intend, I intend on it later. Very distracted. I wonder how many times your response mentally is, why, oh, that's good. And I'll get around to that, but right now, I just got a lot going on. I'm too busy. Maybe later, because I know it's important. And one day before I die, one day when things settle down, yeah, see, see the busyness of life chokes that out. Then the last soil is the fertile, good soil that is ready to receive the seed when it is planted so that the seed can do exactly what the seed was intended to do. This represents people who are ready. They are ready and they want it and they need it and they are ready to embrace it. They're basically saying, I'm ready to grow. Let's go. I'm ready to grow. Come on, give me what I need. And they hear it. And they're like, I need that, I want that, and I am ready to learn. I'm ready to do the work. I'm ready to make the changes because I'm ready to become what God created me to become through Jesus. Again, what we're doing is we're, we're looking at the explanation Jesus gives us of why and how two people exposed to the same seed can have different outcomes and different experiences because we receive it, hear it differently and do different things with it. So I have a question just for you to consider. Which one of these best describes you? Which one of these best describes your attitude? In fact, you may just wanna pause Hit pause or, or just get your phone out and take a screenshot or, or something. So you have these. So you need to think about this later, meditate on this later. Which one of these best describes you? I mean, if you, if you were to become more self-aware and be honest with yourself, what would your conclusion be? Because it's difficult. It's difficult to be self-aware because we, we deceive ourselves so easily. So every time you hear a sermon, which one of these? Well, it depends on what the sermon's about. I get it. I get it. Every time you hear that, that one verse that, that you, you hear time and time again, or that one teaching that Jesus teaches, or, or that topic that comes up in the Bible, it's like, you're good with that one, you're good with that one, you're good with that one. But as soon as the preacher, the pastor, the teacher, or someone brings up this, on this topic, you're like, oh, and maybe you have different responses to different topics for different reasons. Maybe you've given yourself permission to be um, selective with what parts of Jesus' teachings you receive. 
and which parts you look at and go, yeah, I don't need it. Or yeah, I tried that thing. I tried that servant thing and it didn't work out for me because I'm just really, I got a lot going on. See, I'm, I'm real busy. I mean, for some people who don't really have good, you know, like serious day jobs, for people who don't have a lot going on, don't have a lot of pressure in their life, you know, just, yeah. It must be nice, must be nice. One day, hopefully I'll be there, but yeah, just not now. I mean, when, when you hear, when you hear a sermon about your relationship with God, how do you respond? Your relationship with other people, how do you respond? When you hear what Jesus taught us about marriage and family, how do you respond? When you start making life decisions and choices, realizing that Jesus had a lot to say about how we make those decisions and how we consider the will of God in all of it, how do you respond? What Jesus taught about money and being a good steward of what we have been entrusted with, involving things on living less than you make and giving and sharing with others and investing into the future. When you hear those biblical principles on finance and stewardship, how do you respond? It's one of these. When you hear what Jesus talks about, when he challenges us, on how to treat our enemies, people that we don't like and people who don't like us. How do you respond? Now, again, we all have our, our topics that we're like, yeah, go Jesus, you're right, amen, 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 preacher. And so it's easy for us to go, yeah, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. We all should be ready. But then there are certain topics that as soon as the scriptures turn to that or Jesus' teachings focuses on that or someone like me, a pastor, a preacher, a teacher, touches on that. You're like, nah, this is not a good time for me. I don't think I need that. Be honest. Be self-aware. And to be, to be very straightforward, the only response that any of us should really have, and it's so hard to get there sometimes, I get it, but the only response that you would want to have to anything Jesus taught, anything Jesus said, and anything that we are challenged with in following Jesus is simply, I'm ready to grow. I want my heart to be good fertile soil so that when God plants the seed of his word, his truth in my heart and in my mind, I'm ready. I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to do the work. I know I need it. I'm ready to change. I am ready to embrace this and I'll make adjustments because I want to become who God created me to be through and in and because of Jesus. Just imagine if that was your response to everything Jesus taught. If your mind and heart was good and fertile soil, wasn't, you weren't so busy and distracted that it just got choked out and I mean, and you were to a point where you're just like, ah, I don't need that, I don't want that, that's not. And, and it wasn't the situation that as soon as life gets difficult and you, and you run into some 
hard times, you're like, ah, this is not working for me. Instead, what if you, imagine if just you got this right. And no matter what you're challenged with, when it comes to trusting and following Jesus, he said, I'm ready. Teach me. Let's go. Let's grow. Let's do this. And imagine Summit Church, if not just you, but all of us together had fertile, good hearts and minds to receive the teachings of Jesus that we interact with on a regular basis. Imagine the difference that could be made in this community through this one church if it started here with us. Ultimately, anything positive that happens is a work of God's spirit within us and through us but it demands that you and I be responsive because our heart and our minds are soil and how we hear it, how we receive it, and how we apply it makes all the difference in the world. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this story that Jesus told. And, and may we make a decision to be the good and fertile soil so that when we hear your word and we hear the teachings of Jesus, we just receive it and we learn and we do the work and, and we adjust and we grow and we change and we become. Allow your spirit to work in our lives so that we become who you created us to become. Father, help us not to be resistant. In any area where we're resistant, may we be self-aware. Father, help us not to just be opportunists. Only when it's going well. May we not be distracted because we're so busy and we got so much going on that we just don't have the time. Father, may we be receptive in anything you say, in any way that you show us your way, may we follow. May we follow with grace and determination, being willing to confront the truth, knowing that we are recipients of your love. May we share that with others and do whatever it takes to be the kind of soil where we can grow and become as you've created us to become. In Jesus' name, amen.